News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Macias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Well, welcome to the Luke Macias Show. We are going to cover a couple things. This is the last episode we are coming to you with before Election Day. Next week's episode will be on Election Day, so I guess – Technically, well, it is still the first one that's coming to you before the last one that's coming to you before election day, right? And uh, and then next week's will be on election day, and then we'll be doing a post election conversation. So that being said, there's a couple things I want to talk about today. I'm going to start by telling you one Republican state representative district I would actually like Republicans to lose, and I'm going to tell you why. And I'm going to give you the punchline before. The reason I want this Republican to lose is because more Republican policy will actually come forward and pass if she does. This is my hypothesis and then I'll give you some context to actually back it up. So the person I'm talking about is a state representative candidate in Collin County in a newly created district in Collin County named Jamie Jolly. And Jamie Jolly is running in a suburban district which is a uh, which voted for Joe Biden by a small margin. And so it is the type of district that is likely to go Republican this time around. Um, I'm going to compare this in just a little bit to CD34, which is Myra Flores running down in South Texas and talk to you about the difference because Myra Flores, even though she is in a more Democrat district, is actually somebody who conservatives want to win in November. And then Jamie Jolly is somebody who we don't want to win. Now, why is that the case? Okay, here's how it works. There is something that Republican leadership says, does. There is something they use to prevent conservative policy from coming forth, to disincentivize Republicans from pushing conservative policy. And I call it the Morgan Meyer effect. So often conservative lawmakers, conservative activists, organizations, they will be pushing Republican policy that the Republican Party has believed in for a very long time. And they will get told – and this happens in the Texas House far more than in the Texas Senate. In fact, way – I mean significantly more. But they will say things like, hey, I mean I know we all agree on that policy. But Morgan Meyer would really struggle if he has to vote on that. And the insinuation is that – and for those of you who don't know who Morgan Meyer is, Morgan Meyer is a Republican state representative who represents Highland Park and Park Cities. It is uh, next to maybe one of the Houston districts, the second wealthiest district or the first wealthiest district in Texas. It is a very upper elite district in the suburbs that honestly voted for Joe Biden and yet voted for Morgan Meyer. But what Republicans will do, see Democrats when they take a state like that, they try to pass their own policies. I talk about this where they they try to push things like Obamacare and they have to try to convince Democrats who represent states like Nebraska to vote for it. Right? It's like this guy to vote for our policy will be voting against the vast majority of the values in his state and they will convince them to do it. 
because they actually care and believe that their policy will make people better. Now, we do too, but our party leadership often prioritizes staying in power far more than advancing policy. And so what they will do, and this is my reason that I think Jamie, it would be better if Jamie Jolly did not win, is Jamie Jolly is a very liberal Republican. And she's going to represent a district that is pro-Joe Biden. And so what is going to happen is you are going to give House leadership another bullet in the chamber that they can fire at conservatives as an excuse to not bring forth Republican policies. Here is not uh, – how do I say this? I'm going to explain to you the way it should work. The way it should work in Austin is that the more Republican seats we hold, the more aggressive we feel like we can be because we have even greater margin. That's not the case. If you take one or two of these swing districts. Now, if we were close to getting a supermajority, I would actually have a different argument. Okay. So let me give you kind of a, a flip on this. Let's say Jamie Jolly had the potential to be like the hundredth vote in the Texas House. In redistricting, they opted against trying to expand their majority significantly. They opted to just kind of shore up all the incumbents, make sure that we have a, a basic majority in the Texas House for the next 10 years guaranteed, but we're not in any scenario going to have close to enough to pass a constitutional amendment. If Jamie and some of these moderates were on the edge of being able to get us to where we needed to actually pass a constitutional amendment, I would be way more open to saying it'd be a good thing if they win because then you could actually get enough Republicans to rewrite the Texas Constitution. But we're not going to be there. She's literally just another vote to get us closer to 90 or maybe 290 votes. But I'm telling you the difference between having 88 or 89 or 89 and 90 Republicans in the Texas House is not better if that other vote is a Jamie Jolly. Because leadership will turn around and say, well, guys, you don't want to make Jamie vote on this issue. Just pull the amendment. We can't bring this bill to the floor. What's Jamie going to do? How do you think we're going to hold seats like that that are for Joe Biden if this is going to happen? So I, I prefer Jamie to lose. Now, Myra Flores is down in South Texas, and she is a Republican that won a special election in a seat that was pretty pro-Joe Biden, but she's running for re-election in a redrawn district that is 15 points Joe Biden, okay? Donald Trump only got 39% of the vote in her district, and he got more votes than most other Republicans. Most of the other Republicans were in the mid-30s. And here's the crazy thing. She's winning. She's a point or two up. Cook Political Report has it as a lean Republican district. If she wins, it is going to be an anomaly and it's going to be great. Now, why do I want her to win but not Jamie Jolly? Here's why. When Myra Flores won, she went to Congress and within 30 days had to vote on a gun bill that Republicans were pushing. They were stabbing us in the back. We've talked about that. John Cornyn, Tony Gonzalez, all these people completely betrayed Republicans and our values and pushed a gun control policy at a federal level to give Democrats a win that they couldn't pass if Republicans had the majority. And then she also was faced with a marriage bill to vote on that basically said any marriage that is legal in California 
or Rhode Island or the crazy leftist state you can find, any marriage license that's valid there is valid in Texas. And this would let California say that like a thruple is legal. And then those three people are married in Texas. Crazy. Tony Gonzalez, turncoat Republican from San Antonio to West Texas, votes for it. Myra Flores votes against it. Gun control bill, Myra Flores votes against. Here's what I want you to understand. John Cornyn represents the state of Texas in its entirety. He represents a state that is very pro-Trump, pro-Republican governorship. They want Republicans in control. And he sided with the Democrats to pass this gun bill. Myra Flores represents a district that is 15 points plus Republic Democrat. She represents a district that didn't even have 40% of the voters vote for Donald Trump. And she voted against the gun bill. See, that's the type of attitude you need to have in your elected officials. That is the type of spirit and conviction to policy that you are looking for and that you should encourage and promote. That's what Myra Flores brings. Jamie Jolly, not so much. Jamie is going to be a weapon used to stop Republican policy from coming to the House floor. So we want her to lose. Last, lastly, I'm going to talk to you about a horrendous reaction and a good reminder to all of us of why Republicans need to stop responding to the liberal media. Okay. So some of you are familiar with the Texas Tribune and the Texas Tribune is a pretty far left of center publication. Okay. And uh, some reporters there are like middle of the road and a lot of their reporters are straight up Marxists. Okay. But the Texas Tribune decided that Wayne Christian's slogan that he has had since 1996 is all of a sudden anti-Semitic. His opponent decided, and then they decided to try to make an issue of it, and Wayne Christian and his campaign responded. And we're going to use this as just a reminder to all of us on why Republicans should not engage on stupid stuff like this. So I've known Wayne Christian for a long time. He served in the Texas legislature with my dad in 2007. That's when I first met him when I was 17 years old. I have supported him in all of his bids for railroad commission in the past. Like this is, this is not a Republican that I have had any bone to pick with. Okay. So just, I want to make sure it's clear to y'all. Uh, I like Wayne. This is really sad what has transpired. And I think how he and his team have handled this. So his opponent is Jewish and he decides to go and say, uh, Wayne Christian literally since 1996 has had a slogan and he says, remember, I'm the only Christian on the ballot. Okay. He has said it when he's running for Congress, when he's running for state representative, when he's running for railroad commissioner, he's probably said it if he ran for precinct chairman. Okay. I'm the only Christian on the ballot and everybody laughs. Right. And he has said it in all, he has been in very contested races with tons of people running for the same congressional seat. And he said, vote for Wayne Christian, the only Christian on the ballot. I've even been to Republican clubs where he gets up and says it and people say it with him because they all know his slogan. Remember, and everyone goes, the only Christian on the ballot. Okay. So now we're in the year 2022. He's literally coming up on two decades of using this, and his opponent says, this is anti-Semitic. And his campaign put out a statement that said, they will cease using 
this decade-old slogan. What are we at? 16-year-old slogan? We, they will cease using this 16-year-old slogan until November, since they just recently found out that their opponent is Jewish. I'll read directly from the quote here. Uh, Travis McCormick, who I know, uh, a respect, he said he's a spokesperson for Christian. He also works with him at the Railroad Commission, probably does some work on his campaign too. He said, we definitely would not have said it. Uh, he said, uh, in the interview with the Jewish Telegraph Agency, uh, he said the slogan was nothing more than a joke to help voters remember Christian's name. Quote, we definitely would not have said it if we realized our opponent was Jewish, McCormick said. McCormick uh, also said Christian will not use the tagline moving forward. So, so the left has effectively canceled this tagline that has been used for 16 years because they found some publications that wanted to write about. Christian told the Texas Tribune he has, quote, nothing but love and support for the Jewish community and strongly condemns anti-Semitism of any kind. Okay, stop accepting the left's framing of issues, guys. Stop it. Nobody thought Wayne Christian was an anti-Semite. Nobody thought Wayne Christian was an anti-Semite, except for his liberal opponent, who honestly probably also doesn't think he's an anti-Semite. He was just using this as one bullet to fire. Wow, I didn't realize I was going to kill a slogan. So now Wayne can never say it. Now, here's another thing to honestly realize. If we're serious about what this slogan, let's say we're going to take this slogan seriously. Here's what it means. It is more offensive to Wayne Christian's Christian opponents than Jewish opponents, okay? This statement, Wayne has used this for 16 years, and it should have offended Christian opponents more than Jewish opponents, okay? So if you're one of the Christian Republicans running against Wayne Christian for a railroad commission, for Congress, for state representative, and he says, I'm the only Christian on the ballot, you have more room to be offended if you're a Christian. You would say, hey, I believe in Jesus. I am saved through faith in Christ Jesus as my Lord. And Wayne Christian's implying that he's the only one up here who's a Christian. He's lying to you. Now, that could be the position of somebody who is a Christian who Wayne is running against. Okay? If you are Jewish and you're running against Wayne Christian and he says, hey, I'm the only Christian on the ballot. That is a true statement. There's nothing controversial about this. And so you're taking a slogan that has been used as a joke for 16 years. Wayne Christian is going to get reelected. He could literally not ever talk to the media again, and he would be reelected to the Railroad Commission. There's no need to even react here. His opponent brings something forth, and not only do they apologize, not only do they say, we're not going to talk about this in any way, which accepts the premise that this is somehow anti-Semitic. They then renounce anti-Semitism, which has nothing to do with their slogan, and then they say, we're never going to use this slogan again. It is so sad to see and very frustrating for conservatives in Texas who are just asking for some basic things out of our statewide elected Republican officials. So Wayne, I appreciate you, the work you've done on the Railroad Commission, the work you've done in the Texas House before, you've been a conservative champion on a lot of issues in the past, 
But this action is giving in to a crazy leftist Marxist media and a Democrat narrative that should have never been engaged in. And I wish you didn't do it. And if you're a conservative in Texan, Texas, you should wish that your elected officials don't act this way. Don't give them that power. Just a reminder. I appreciate all of y'all, how much you've been following, sharing. We've gotten a ton of feedback over the last several weeks, um, over the last several shows that we've released. And I really do appreciate that. Um, emails back, messages through the website that we've been able to reply to. I am catching up. I've been getting quite a few messages through the website. So if you have messaged me on the website, I have not replied to you personally, please know that I try to do that for every one of them. So I will uh, try to catch up with that here between now and election day, I guess. You know, most of my life slows down as we're coming closer to the election. So hopefully I will be able to do that. I appreciate uh, you finding more and more Texans because we, uh, here I had a really encouraging word from a friend, uh, in San Antonio who was standing outside of a poll, just greeting different voters. And this, this new couple from Chavano park, which is a, you know, a little suburb in San Antonio, were walking into the poll and they started just talking and they said, yeah, we've just recently moved here, um, from the California area and are getting built into the community and meeting different people. We've really decided to start getting more involved in the political process. And she said, Oh, that's great. Well, what do you do? And have you, have you followed, have you reached out to the party? And they said, no, but we have found this thing called the Luke Messias show. And we have been listening to it and we're getting more engaged with that information. And so if you are that couple from Chavano Park, thank you for, you know, listening to the show. And thank you for telling uh, this Republican leader about that because she called and had a great encouraging conversation with me. And uh, it, these are the type of things that show that we're building a community here. We're building a group of people that are motivated to do something. And so I appreciate that. I appreciate you. May God bless you. And may God bless the great state of Texas. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messias Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. Honestly, though, visit texasscorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless Texas.